This is the Business English Podcast, episode 34, A Few Small Talk Topic Taboos with Jennifer Kumar from Authentic Journeys. Welcome to the Business English Podcast from All Ears English. Get the English skills you need to achieve your dreams in global business. For a presentation, a meeting, or your office party, this is Real Business English with your favorite American hosts, Lindsay and Michelle, coming to you from New York City and Colorado, USA. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, Jennifer, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing today? Hi, Lindsay. Uh, I'm doing well, and uh, thanks for having me. How are you today? I am excellent. We are excited to have you here. And I know last week we had a chance to meet in Harvard Square for a coffee. And that was just lovely to see you in person because you are based out in India. Isn't that right? Oh, yes. And it was really you know, amazing to meet you too after we've been in touch for so long on the internet. So it was really great to actually put a face to everything. And um, it was a really good time. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. So what is it that you do, Jennifer? So you're originally from the U.S., isn't that right? Yes. So I'm um, from upstate New York and now I've been living in India for the last five years. This is actually my second time living in India. Great. And so are you, what kind of a trainer are you? Tell us about the work that you do with Indians out, out in India. Right. So I do cross-cultural corporate trainings and the majority of people that we train through Authentic Journeys actually work on virtual teams. So around 80% of them actually work with Americans from India, maybe through phone calls, emails, uh, conference calls, that kind of thing. And oh, maybe wow. the other 20% or so might have a chance to come to the U.S. Excellent. So. Excellent. Excellent. This is really important work that you do, Jennifer, because, you know, as we're doing business across cultures, there are some things that are just under the surface. And I think one of those things that's under the surface as a difference is small talk. So how is small talk different in general in the U.S. versus India? Yeah, this is really an important factor to build relationships between cultures. And both cultures like to make small talk. Americans tend to speak more about themselves personally, whereas Indians tend to speak more about their, the relationships they have maybe with their family members or ex even extended family members, which is kind of taboo in the U.S., especially when you're just getting to meet people in the corporate space. Ooh, so that's interesting what you said. I mean, the biggest, most popular small talk topic in India is a taboo, sort of a taboo in the U.S. as a small yes. talk topic. Wow. So listen to that. That's incredible. Just in that idea, we can see how we could really get ourselves in trouble. And for our listeners, we know a good portion of our audience is from India. And we also have listeners all over the world. So this applies to you guys too, regardless of the fact if you're not uh, from India, if you're from Japan or Brazil, we can still learn something today. Yes. Okay, Jennifer. So what is that first big difference in small talk between India and the US that you've noticed? I would say in how people greet each other. In, in the US, we typically say, hi, how are you? How's your day going? In India, I was really taken aback the first time when I heard someone say or ask me, did you have your lunch? 
<laughs> That's really interesting. And how, what is the expectation in terms of how you'll answer that in India? Uh, typically, yeah, you would say, yes, I had my lunch and it was really good. And then people, of course, being a foreigner, they want to know if you like Indian food. So that will be a big topic to discuss. If you happen right, right. to say no, people will get really worried about you and they'll want to feed you. <laughs> so I've even had chance when I made a mistake myself and I said, no, I didn't have my lunch. And it was a one, uh, two o'clock uh, meeting because their lunch is from one to two. So I said, no, I'm mm. sorry. I didn't have a chance to eat because I'm in a rush today. No, no. Before a meeting, we have to feed you, you know? So they brought in lunch for me and they, they postponed the meeting till I ate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's so different <laughs> from the U.S. So for your clients, your Indian clients who have come to the U.S., what are the mistakes that they've made in terms of responding to that question? How are you? They, they may either avoid answering it or they might answer it way too much. Not realizing, okay. <laughs> yeah, that saying good, how are you is enough. So, right, right. <laughs> so that can be tricky because answering with good, how are you, you're answering the same question that was just asked you seems strange to most people I have mm. trained in India. Okay, I see. Interesting. And, and the, we have the term too much information here in uh, in the US. So we might have a tendency if we actually believe it's a real question, not just a greeting, we might have a tendency to give a little too much information about what's going on about how we're really doing, right? We've talked about this on this show before, but it's yes. so important. It's basic, but it's so important because we continue to make the mistake. I mean, everyone makes the mistake, right? Americans going abroad and Indians coming to the U.S. and our, our, all of our listeners, I'm sure, have made mistakes with small talk topics. So, of course, uh, yeah, Jennifer, let's go into number two. What's the other? What's the second big one? That's a big mistake often. A lot of people ask, where do you live? And in the U.S., people ask this, too. But it, we would answer it kind of in general by maybe saying, just the area that you're living in or maybe the, the town that you're staying in. Um, in India, in some places in India, not every place, people will actually build on this question. So you live in this area, like which part of the area do you live in? Which housing complex do you live in? Which street do you live on? What's your house number? <laughs> so, oh, so, <laughs> yeah, by the time you're done with that introduction, they already know where you live and they might even know some of your neighbors if they have been living in the same area you have, uh, you're also living in. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, one thing that I've noticed in American culture is that privacy is a huge value that we have here. It's really important, isn't it? So if we're yes. coming into the U.S. Uh, from India or from another part of the world and, you know, we start with that question, where do you live? But then we go deeper. Uh, which side of the street are you on? What's your street number? What's your <laughs> it can get feel like an invasion of privacy, right? Yes. And in fact, the first times this, these things happened to me, I, I felt really uncomfortable. And these are the kind of things I kind of act out in the training. I kind of show people what Americans might feel like on the inside, but Americans won't say it on the outside usually, especially at work. So we try to, in the training, uh, redirect the questions like, how can you also realize that you're making the other person uncomfortable? So we talk about body language between cultures and things like that as well. Oh, but that's so interesting because even with body language, you know, discomfort can be manifested differently, can't it? Definitely. Definitely. Ooh, tricky, <laughs> tricky. Yes. <laughs> 
you you have a tough job, Jennifer, but a good yes. one. <laughs> yes. So Excellent. some some of these things really do help people just build context in the training. And I've even heard that people have said after they take the training, it not only helps them if they go to the U.S., but even if they never leave India and they only work on virtual teams, because now they know they have a better idea. You know what? I can talk about what I should avoid, how I can change the topic or fix my problems if I make a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a really good point that you said about virtual training. I mean, we can't assume that we don't need to know and understand the other culture just because we're meeting on Skype, right? It may be easy to get lazy and say, oh, I'm not going to the country. I'll be just fine. But there are so many nuances, even on a Skype video chat or a Google Hangouts chat that we may miss and we may have our business deals end up going down the toilet and we don't know why, right? Exactly. And, you know, I'm also hoping for the day This training can go the opposite way. Americans can sit in the training and learn about how to make small talk and make Indians feel more comfortable because, Mm, you know, it's it's a bridge. We're trying to bridge the gap, not just say only one culture has to adjust to the other. So Americans out there, now you can learn from the other side as well. No, yeah. No, I think you're totally correct. And I think there are, you know, some companies that relocate Americans abroad do provide that training, but it probably doesn't happen nearly enough, right? Yes, I agree. Yeah. So is there, yeah, is there a third topic that you could share with our listeners today, Jennifer? A a small talk topic that tends to go in two different directions and causes discomfort for both sides? Mm, I would say, you know, even though this is kind of a common question, are you married? So although okay, it's, uh, it's definitely uncomfortable for Americans to ask or handle this question, um, in India, there's a v- wide variety. I think a lot of people are much more comfortable with it. But when I mentioned to them that Americans take this question to mean, I'm interested in you, now they understand <laughs> the context. Although yeah. when you grow up in a certain culture and that's your first question to ask, now you have to break the habit of not asking it, even if you know what the outcome will be. So that's where the you know acting out comes from in the training when we do the role plays and everything. So from the other side, um, Americans also have to understand that Indians are totally, most Indians, of course, when we do any cross-cultural, there'll only always be that 5% who don't follow yeah. it or whatever. So right. in, in most cases, most Indians are totally comfortable with this question and they expect it. And if they don't get it, they feel, oh, this person's not interested in me as a person. And they oh, might boy. even get offended if that question isn't asked. So I've had to start asking this question in India. And it's very uncomfortable for me as an American to ask this question, but I know I'm in their culture. I have to adjust. So I learn both ways. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, this is fascinating. And this is this is an example of a drastic difference, right? What you just said, if if you're in India, and you don't ask someone if they're married, they get offended. Whereas if you're in the US, and you're from another part of the world, and you do ask that too early, 
they they get offended. So yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, it becomes clear that we really need to work with someone to build that context to understand, as you said, how is the person interpreting this question from their cultural lens, not exactly. just the words, right? There's so much beyond the words. And we love to go into these topics on All Ears English. You know, it's so much deeper than vocabulary and grammar. If we think that we only need to focus on vocab and grammar, we're really missing the boat, right, Jennifer? Oh, I totally agree. And if we build out to that question, we can even ask, uh, add to that things like, how many children do you have? Not do you have children yet, but how many children do you have? <laughs> what, what is your age? What is their ages? Even asking about oh, your parents' health condition or your in-laws. Do you live with your in-laws? Why don't you live with your in-laws? All these questions are very common in, in, in India, but in the business space, but not so yeah, much in the U.S., <laughs> Right. Those questions would make me step back and get kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Well, we don't have time to go into all of those, but I love it. I mean, we've gone in just to summarize what we've talked about, the three main topics where we could go in very different directions depending on the culture or, you know, asking how are you, right? The very simple greeting. And Mm -hmm. also, where do you live? Asking where do you live and are you married? Those are the hot questions that could get us into a little bit of trouble depending on where we are. So I think the lesson is that we just need to educate ourselves and really get to know the culture and the context before we go abroad, right? Whether we're Americans moving abroad or whether we're from another country in the world and coming to the U.S. to work or live, right? Exactly. I totally agree. (laughs) Love it. Love it. And so any final words of wisdom for our listeners here, Jennifer, if they're maybe they're heading to India or they're heading to the U.S. as an international professional? Yes, definitely. So uh, don't don't put too much pressure on yourself. Everybody makes mistakes. These are all ideals. Even Americans make mistakes with each other. Um, In fact, just a few months ago when I visited the U.S., um, an American colleague, when they first met me, the first question they asked me was, are you married? <laughs> so it took me aback and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I do this in the training. But I found a way to get through it in a very uh, professional way that didn't make any of us feel uncomfortable. So it just takes practice. Excellent. It takes understanding and practice. I love yes. it. I love it. Well, Jennifer, can you tell us a little bit more about your company and what you do? So if maybe any of our listeners are interested in learning a bit more, maybe they could check out your website. What do you do exactly? Yeah, great question. Thank you for asking. So I'm the managing director for Authentic Journeys, which is situated in Kochi, India. That's in the southern state of Kerala. And uh, basically work with IT professionals, although there are other professionals in outsourcing types of jobs, but IT professionals in virtual teams working on outsourced projects or working um, in in multinational corporations where they have different branches in different countries and in different cities in the same country. So we work with the communication skills and soft skills, say anything from email skills, phone skills, how to introduce yourself, like we just talked about small talk, how to manage relationships between cultures, generally Indian and American culture, but we have broadened it to other types of Western cultures as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for the most part, most people work on virtual teams, as mentioned earlier, and then uh, some of them do go abroad to the U.S. or U.K. or Australia, Canada, etc. Excellent. I love it. Super important work that you're doing here, Jennifer. And where can our listeners learn more about your work, maybe read your blog or to check out your your services? Where can they go online to find you? Oh, perfect question. So Authentic Journeys is the name of the website. So it's actually AuthenticJourneys.info. 
And also you can look me up at Jennifer Kumar or Authentic Journeys on LinkedIn if you'd like to get the professional uh, references. Yeah. Could you just spell your website URL for us to make sure we get that? Sure. And it's a little bit long. So Authentic Journeys, A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-C J O U R N E Y S dot info. I N F O. Okay. Very nice. Perfect. Perfect. Well, guys, I want to encourage you to go over and check out what Jennifer is working on these days over at Authentic Journeys. I mean, this is important work. And again, like I said before, we can't just learn the language. We've got to go deeper into the culture if we really want to succeed and if we want to connect, because that's what we always come back to on this show is connection, right? Connection between humans. We need to be able to find that connection. But enable in order to do that, we need to understand the culture of the person we're talking with and our own culture, of course. <laughs> great definitely yeah this has been fun jennifer i really appreciate your coming on the show and it was fun to have a coffee with you in harvard square this last week thank you so much oh thank you so much i'll <laughs> <laughs> see you again soon yes thank you take care okay you too bye-bye Bye. Thank you for listening to Business English, a podcast just for you, the high-achieving global professional. Want more from All Ears English? Don't miss our biggest and best podcast with 8 million monthly downloads. Just search for the All Ears English podcast and hit follow to get four new episodes per week on fluency, American culture, grammar, and so much more. Or tap the link in the show notes. Remember, we believe in connection, not perfection when it comes to learning English. Follow the All Ears English podcast now. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.